And these athletes may just not be performing at their highest level and maybe tired or maybe getting frequent injuries, like frequent stress fractures. Welcome to More Life. In this episode, Steve Coates talks to Hartford HealthCare's Bone and Joint Institute's Stephanie Barraza, Director of Physical Therapy, and Nicole Levette, a sports medicine and orthopedic surgery APRN with the Institute's Women's Sports Health Program. They discuss REDS, or Relative Energy Deficiency Syndrome. The consequences of this low-energy condition can have many physical and psychological impacts that affect performance. The BJI Women's Sports Health Program is on the leading edge of identifying and treating REDS, and they take a holistic approach. Here's Steve Coates. Thank you both for joining us today. REDS syndrome, the symptoms, pretty easy in some cases to identify the symptoms, but I googled and googled and can find very little about the syndrome itself. It's something that can really have an impact on athletes, especially female athletes. Tell me a little bit about what REDS is. So REDS actually stands for Relative Energy Deficiency Syndrome. And basically, uh, we monitor our athletes for this because we worry about their body not being able to compensate at times if they're not getting the appropriate amount of nutrition. And without the amount of nutrition they're getting, their body may be lacking in certain areas um, and have deficiencies that create musculoskeletal injuries. Yeah, so and to, to piggyback off of that too, um, this first was identified by the International uh, Olympic Committee. They first published about it in 2014. Most people probably know the female triad, which is the changes in menstrual cycle, um, having a little bit of stress fractures or stress reactions, as well as having low energy availability. And we're really compounding and trying to educate people. Um, a new statistic showed that only about 20% of people who are in the medical world can even identify what REDS is. And so it's a, it's a huge problem that all of our athletes are facing, and we're actually looking ahead and seeing that some of these people might have been diagnosed with REDS um, that now actually have osteoporosis at later points in their life. And so education is, is huge on this topic. What we want to do, too, is, is we want to dispel the myth that you have to have a disordered eating or an eating disorder for you to be classified for this. You don't have to be identified that you're in a, an eating disorder pattern. You could just still be what you're considering eating enough, but based off of our dietitians meeting with you, they might say, no, you're, you're actually way below where you should be for how much you're working out. And is there a way to identify certain symptoms or to tell whether, you know, it's just fatigue? And can there be a range of how REDS affects people? Yeah, so it affects so much of the body. And we are trying to encourage coaches and athletic trainers and other people in the community that are part of our athletes' communities to recognize symptoms. And these athletes may just not be performing at their highest level and maybe tired or maybe getting frequent injuries, like frequent stress fractures, or having back pain, and maybe losing weight. So these are signs that people can take a look at. But it's important to realize that it affects their endocrine system, it affects their GI system, it's, it's a really in it, a whole encompassing disease process. Other symptoms too, Steve, just from, from a community perspective standpoint, is not getting a period, um, so not experiencing a menstrual cycle, 
or having a change in your menstrual cycle. Oftentimes, athletes just kind of go, yeah, I haven't gotten my, my menstrual cycle in three months, four months. Um, that's actually a problem. And then we, we recognize that if they've had an increase in um, exercise and, and working out and they might not be getting enough food intake, I think our high school athletes are the ones that we can identify this the most with. They're the ones that skip breakfast, often barely eat lunch, go to their practices, sometimes go to multiple practices, and then they're only eating dinner and they're skipping their, you know, they're not getting their menstrual cycle, they have low energy, they start to complain of shin pain. Um, so oftentimes we're identifying it too late. And, and this is really where Nicole and I are trying to get that education out to the community. Are we talking primarily about elite athletes or could this be the weekend warrior, someone training for a marathon, a, you know, an avid runner or a tennis player? We're actually trying to get in high school athletes uh, identified, as Steph was alluding to, we think they're a high risk population just because of their lifestyle, but it could be the weekend warrior, someone that's training for a marathon. A lot of runners are at high risk for this just because of the amount of calorie intake they require in order to run long distances, for example. Sports with, um, with body image are huge too. So wrestlers, gymnastics, actually para-athletes as well. So those that are para, um, you know, and, and might be wheelchair-bound because they are not weight-bearing and loading through their legs um, are actually really at risk for reds. And we don't want to exclude the males as well. Um, there are low testosterone levels that can be tracked back that can help to identify that they're in the reds category as well. So as an athlete or a coach, how do you identify it and know when it's time to seek some help? Yeah, screens are first um, and foremost. We actually, there's some questionnaires that have been uh, validated via research, the low energy availability for females, the low, low en energy availability for males is actually being validated right now. But it's honestly just knowledge base first in recognizing that this actually does exist. Tracking of menstrual cycles is huge. And, you know, and just like Nicole had alluded to performance metrics, if you have somebody who's been performing really, really high, and then all of a sudden their times are getting slower or their participation is just getting slower or they're dragging, um, that might be a sign that they're actually getting impacted by, by their systems. It's also really important if the coaches notice any changes in their athletes, it might not be very identifiable, but even if the athlete just seems really tired or off, it's important for them to be able to send them to like the team physician. And the team physicians are also another group that we really are trying to get this out to and make sure they're using the screening questions. Taking on these symptoms individually must have seemed like a daunting task, but now that this can be addressed in a very holistic way, it's got to be great news for athletes when it comes to performance. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've already had quite a few people that have come through and they're like, wow, um, I never actually had anybody ask me about my energy level or about my menstrual cycle or how much I'm eating or not eating or how much I'm training. I guess it's, it's probably tough because there's different levels of exertion for different sports and different training reg regimens for different sports. Is there a standard in terms of how much nutrition you should be getting, how much rest you should be? I mean, is there, if someone's listening to this and they might be feeling it, 
Is there anything you could do as far as just making adjustments in your in your current training regimen to address this? For sure. Um, we're seeing sports specialization at an earlier age, um, and we actually recommend not specializing in a sport. Um, your body needs to get impacted and challenged in different ways. Uh, we also recommend from a, a periodization standpoint of at least two days of rest. Um, now, rest doesn't mean you sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Um, net rest means that you do something that your body's still active, but isn't sports specific or isn't uh, using the same muscle groups or lifting weights. Um, your body really needs this regeneration period as well. And so that's one of the things that we, we tend to recommend with, with regards to that. And if they're worried after that, if they're still not making improvements and they're worried they're not getting enough calories, it's really important for them to see a nutritionist who can calculate the amount of calories that they need per day just so that they don't run into this issue. What about the mental aspects of training, the pressure that especially some elite athletes may be under? Does that have an impact on this? Athletes are trained to push through pain. And sometimes they don't recognize that that's their body telling them that something's going on and that they need to to adjust it. And then there's also the pain catastrophizing or or kinesiophobia aspects of athletes. And and if they're just not, if they're not hitting their metrics that they know that they should be doing, then sometimes their their head puts into this this glass ceiling or this this brick wall. Um, We've seen a number of athletes that have hit that glass ceiling. And soon after that, we bring in our psychology team and all of a sudden they're making gains and they're recovering. Um, if you look at the high-performing athletes, you know, the LeBron James, the Michael Phelps, they have a physio, they have a physical therapist, they have an athletic trainer, a physician that they trust. They also have a dietitian and a, and a psychologist that's a part of the team to help them get through those, those barriers that definitely happen. So once this is identified by a player or a coach, Talk about the program at the Bone and Joint Institute Women's Sports Health Program and what patients can expect. We have a whole team of providers who are available to see these patients depending on what symptomatology they're having. You know, if they're having an orthopedic issue, they'll see me. I'll likely send them to physical therapy and probably nutrition, especially if I think that they are in the REDS category. And then we also have endocrinologists. The whole point is to be able to send them to the right providers and make sure they're getting treatment as like a holistic approach. Sometimes that requires an athlete signing a contract saying that they're going to buy into this um, because if we're going to put our energy in with a multidisciplinary team to support this athlete to get back to their sport, um, they have to understand that they're paying in not necessarily financially, um, but in time and resources that they have to invest in themselves as well. So we do have that contract that's available. Thank you, Steve, Stephanie, and Nicole. The Reds triage phone number is 860-970-5945. To learn more about Hartford HealthCare's Bone and Joint Institute, go to hartfordhealthcare.org slash BJI. Thanks for listening to More Life. I'm ready for my close-up. All the faces start to light up. You know I love this feeling. I got more life in my life. If you feel it, then you'll know. We can go anywhere we want to go You're gonna love this feeling We got more life in our life Oh, I won't stop going No sign of slowing Now I know it I got more life in me oh, I wake up every morning I never stop moving I got more life in me oh, I won't forget this feeling I 